Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And I take this opportunity to wish everyone a very happy, blessed, peaceful, healthy, abundant Easter season. Let this mark a new season in the spirit for each one, where we step into the will of the Father. We live by his word. We are reconnected with that word in a way like never before, closer than ever. Let our lives be that fanned flame that carries his glory, that carries his light in the name of Jesus. And Lord, with that prayer, we begin our prayer this morning and we begin our day and we say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Because you live, so we live as well. You have been raised from the dead. So we have that opportunity to be raised too. And that's what we will reflect on today. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for giving that ordinance and for letting Jesus fulfill it for us once and for all, like we have seen yesterday in our morning encounter. That we can now cover ourselves by that blood covenant. We come under that covenant and we can be raised as well. We have that opportunity to step into your kingdom, to that baptism in the, in, in the spirit. And we repent and we turn away from all sin, from all iniquity in our lives. You have given him as our advocate for us to plead our case in your court. So that every time the adversary, the accuser, Satan, stands up to point a finger at any of these, it is his blood that speaks. And when that blood speaks, everything else around is silenced. For he has fulfilled the law in every single way, never fallen short. We thank you, Father. We reflect a little more on that as well today. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy that you renew for us every day. Thank you for the grace that you pour into our lives. That it is because of that grace we can make a fresh start once again. And you threw open the Holy of Holies where we can access your throne of grace. Like Paul said, we can come boldly approaching your throne of grace with confidence. Because we understand where that permission has come from. It has come from his death and from his resurrection. That he fulfilled for us that ordinance. We thank you, Jesus. For that supreme sacrifice that you paid for our sake. And now that you have risen again, we can rise up as well in joy. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that you draw us into this secret place every single day. And you bid us come and dwell there as we can commune with you throughout the day and throughout the night. We can rebuild our relationship with you as we get to know you more and more revealed through your word by your spirit. So that as we understand more of your ways that you reveal to us and you open up our understanding, Father, we come closer and closer to you. 
Father, we thank you that you pour your peace and joy into our hearts. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those that we are raising up in our prayer this day at our altar. Every family that is part of this house. We lift each one, Lord, at this altar of answered prayer that you have given us. We share that peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are Christians that do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you. Let your truth be revealed to each of these. Let your light, your glory shine through all the darkness, Father, that they are able to see the truth and by your Spirit be set free from all that ignorance, be set free from all oppression in the name of Jesus. And as we make our prayer, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our Maker, our Creator, the one who is able to make every grace abound towards us. That we shall be found lacking nothing. The one who provides all our needs in accordance with His riches in glory through Christ Jesus, not in accordance with what we deserve. The one who is the lifter of men and the preserver whose hand is never short to redeem us. The one who hears our cry of sincerity. And when we call on the name of Jesus, we know for sure with confidence, we cannot end up in shame. So we pray in the name of that Son, in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, the author and the finisher of our destiny, the Word Himself, the one who taught us faith, the Lion of Judah, who leads us in the day of battle. He is the rider on the white horse that the book of Revelation talks about. The one out of whose mouth the sword of the Spirit comes out. And he gives the same sword of the Spirit to each of us as he equips us with his word. That when we pray in accordance with the will of the Father, as 1 John 5.14 says, he will always hear us. When we wield that sword, then it's got double it's a double-edged top on both ends. It's able to cut through and separate every good in us from all the bad, from all that of darkness that needs to be cut out of our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are leading us to your obedience. You are leading us to take on your likeness, your image. That we are then restored to that likeness and image in which God created us. In Genesis 1 verse 26. We pray in the name of this rock, our foundation, on which that new Christian experience is built. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of victory through which He won all victory for us. The Spirit of the living God, through which everything in creation was given its shape and form, its life. The spirit of truth through which there is liberty, there is freedom. When we shall know the truth, he said, you shall be free. That truth is revealed to us by his spirit. The Lord in the midst of his people and now living in each of us. He is mighty. He has made his tabernacle within us so that we don't need to look for a temple outside. His temple is within our body. Sanctified, made holy 
pure and rededicated to the Father so that when we pray in this temple, we can be his priest. And he gives us the authority to be his sons through adoption, through the spirit of adoption. So we carry the authority of his royalty. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with that gift of prayer now. To pray as a royal priest in your temple that it sits within us, in the spirit. We can raise our prayer, commune with you as one in the spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. So that when we combine that recipe completes and we are able to exercise our power of creation just as you did, Father. We thank you, Lord, that Jesus said, if you believe, you shall do the things that I do and even more. And he gave us authority. He said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And nothing shall by any means harm you. We stand by that promise of the King of Kings. We stand by the son of David. Who like blind Bartimaeus, when he said, son of David, have mercy on me. We know we are calling on that Davidic covenant on our lives. That eternal king who was ever willing and ready to lay down his life for us. How much more will he do to ensure our security? The security of his bride, his church, the jealous love of that bridegroom. We thank you, Father, for that love. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers to fill every gap in our life where we fall short. Your messengers, your emissaries, to fulfill everything that is part of your will where we fall short in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that in every way you set up your systems of advantage for us. You gave us your ordinances. You gave us your promises in your word, your prophecies. We thank you, Jesus. So that when you say man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. We now understand that it is not tying us down to your laws, but it is giving us that system of advantage which we can use as we speak. And when we speak, we wield that double-edged sword. We thank you, Lord that you are doing a new thing in our lives in this new season and this resurrection, this day onwards. We thank you, Father, that we shall never be the tail and always be the head now. We shall always be above and never below. We shall go out and be successful and be blessed in our going out and our coming in as well. The enemy shall come at us in one way and flee in seven ways. We thank you, Father, for your protection on our life for your grace and for the abundance that you connect us with as we join ourselves in our altar to your throne of grace. We join our destiny and we join our glory to your throne of grace. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make. Every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this house. Your house of prayer, Father. The Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We cover every single one of these by the precious blood of the new and eternal covenant. That blood that speaks on our behalf. 
that covenant that is enacted over our lives, over our families. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for each of these lives. Lord, let that will come to pass. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done in each of these lives as perfect as it is in heaven. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any spiritual attacks. I command angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus and I declare divine exemption by that holy and new and name everlasting blood covenant. We thank you, Lord. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth this day with that same surety. We speak it with the same confidence in faith that it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For that power of life on our tongue and for the discernment to choose wisely every time we speak, to choose our words, that it only reflects your word and nothing else. Today, we reflect on the resurrection of Jesus and I'd like to look at a few things hidden in scriptures that we must remember. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 17 says, If Christ has not been raised, then your faith is worthless and powerless. It's a mere delusion, is what the Amplified Version says. You are still in your sins and under the control and the penalty of sin. That is, we still come under the law. So by his resurrection is where we have now come, is death and resurrection. We have now come under grace. The resurrection completed the process. So it plays an important part in our redemption. In John 12 verse 32, Jesus said, If and when I am lifted up from the earth on the cross, I will draw all people to myself, Gentiles as well as Jews. So his death and resurrection was part of the plan to draw all people to him. That's where it becomes important. It wasn't just fulfilling an ordinance there, but it was the bigger plan was redemption to draw people back. Not just redeem them, but to bring them back to rebuild the relationship. In John 14 verse 19, he said, Because I live, you will live also. And that is where our hope comes from. The hope of life and not the fear of death, which is the wages of sin. And then he went on to say, On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, 
and I am in you. And this we must remember at all times, it is because of his resurrection. When we are raised, we come under his blood covenant, we are raised up. The day we repent, we are raised up. And then when he gives his spirit, as Acts 2 verse 38 says, when you repent and are baptized, he will give the Holy Spirit. That On that day, we will realize that I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. That communion is what we will experience. Now going back to 1 Corinthians 15, let's look at verse 22 and 23. Paul says, just as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, and then those who are Christ's own will be resurrected with incorruptible, immortal bodies at his coming. Now this means his resurrection was a prototype for us. His is the first fruits and then we follow. So because he is resurrected, we are also stand in that hope that we can also be resurrected. And our resurrection is from sin. And iniquity is from sin and iniquity to a life in his kingdom where we come under his reign, under his governance, where we follow his rules. He said, I will put my rules on their heart. So we live by that. So that's our first truth. Christ as the first fruits and we follow. We follow suit. And this gives us hope that we won't have to end up in condemnation. And there is hope to rise again because God is merciful God. And Christ opened up the opportunity for resurrection by him walking that path first. The first fruits. He opened up that door for us. Secondly, it is important for us to remember that the Trinity was involved in his resurrection. Romans 8 verse 11 says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised Jesus will also give life to your mortal bodies. Now the question there is, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he can dwell in you only when we fulfill Acts 2.38. It is not enough to say, I am a Christian, I am a Catholic, or whatever sub-denomination we might come under. It is not enough to say that because I have been following that as my religion, I will inherit it. We must tick the requirement in Acts 2.38. And then we receive his spirit. And then he goes on to say here, if that spirit dwells in you, then he will give life to your mortal body. And you can see and know the difference when you are born again in the spirit. So God accepted his sacrifice for atonement, raised Jesus from dead by his spirit. And that, that same spirit we are raised as well. The third one, as we saw yesterday by his death, he also opened up 
access for us to the Holy of Holies, to the throne of grace. So we can now access God's presence, his throne room and his grace. We can boldly approach it. And the Bible says it is by this grace we have been saved through faith. That is Ephesians 2 verse 8. So we must know how to cover that, come under it. Call on the blood, call on the name of Jesus and apply the blood. By that faith is what we are saved. The fourth one, because of the divine exchange Jesus took on, because of the divine exchange that he took on, he took all our sins and we became his righteousness. That is what happened on the cross. We see that mentioned in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 where we become the righteousness of God. So it's important for us there to remember that when God sees a believer, he does not see sinful or guilty. He sees the righteousness of Jesus. He sees the face of Jesus there. And that is where we are able to be free from that sin. Likewise, in the same way, more importantly for us to remember is when Satan, the accuser, comes to accuse the believer, to accuse you and me over our sin, he too must contend with that same image. Because he too will see Jesus standing there in the courtroom in that box. He must contend with Jesus who is our advocate for the believer. And all he would see there as well is that Jesus, because his blood speaks now. When we are covered in that blood, his blood speaks for us. He is the advocate. He is also the accused now after the divine exchange. He has taken our place there in the court. Who is standing there now in our place is the one who has fulfilled all the laws and the blood atonement already has been made. So there is no case against him. The penalty has been paid. And so, when there is no case anymore against him, the one that he is representing, that is us as our advocate, we can go scot-free. We must remember this at all times. We must cover ourselves as we repent cover ourselves by the blood of Jesus so that there is no case the enemy can bring, the adversary, the accuser can bring against you. And that is very important. Most Christians fail because we do not represent ourselves in that court of law. Every time there is an accusation made, we have no case to stand up for. We have no one to battle for us because we do not ask or we do not call on our advocate. We do not cover ourselves by that blood. After having the advantage, Christians still have to contend with the accusation, still be made guilty and still be under the law and therefore get or therefore come under punishment. That's where you see people around you and all of us, we have done that in the past as well, suffered for our own mistakes. And all he says, repent, Cover yourself by the blood. Come back in the house. Use your advocate in the court of law every time the accuser points a finger. 
very important for us. That is the only way to seal our victory every time the adversary stands against you. And the fifth one, because of his resurrection, he became an ageless lamb. Not one that was sacrificed and killed there, but one that is now ageless. He lives. And so the sacrifice of atonement, which would otherwise have to be done annually, was now done once and for all. The believers are reunited with God once and for all. God gives us his spirit now to lead, to guide, to teach and to strengthen us. And so if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, that's what we looked there earlier as well, Romans 8, 11. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Then he who raised Jesus from the dead also gives life to your mortal body through his spirit who lives in you. And that life comes and is powered by his word that he connects you with where he brings his revelation, where he creates the hunger for it, where he connects us with all the mysteries that are hidden in it, where he teaches us how to use it. Where he trains us in battle training, where he trains us to pray, and where he reveals more and more of Jesus and the Father to us. Our advocate given here on earth, as Romans 8.26 says, the one who prays on our behalf. We are secured in both realms. And it is this part of his grace that we must look forward to living, living a life in his kingdom. Where we come under his reign, the reign of the king of kings. We come under his jurisdiction. We come within the boundaries that are protected by this king. And now when you say son of David, by the Davidic covenant, where God said, I shall establish the reign of that son of David forever in an eternal kingdom. When you call on that king, who was ever willing to give up his life for you, what will he not do to ensure your security in this kingdom? And he said about himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, at one call my father shall send twelve legions for me. When he is that bridegroom who protects his bride with his jealous love, what will he not do for you? We must live with that understanding. When we live in that grace under his kingdom. When we obey his instructions, when we walk in his light, when we take on his nature, all of that powered by his spirit working within us. You are not weak. You are no longer vulnerable. When you understand the difference, you rise to a point of authority, to a point of strength to a point of abundance, to a point of dominion. And all he bids us is, you now know that you carry authority. You now know what the word says about you. Speak. Speak in faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us understand that.
understand what you are trying to show us here in your word and by your spirit that as we walk that walk with you in the light being led by you by your spirit and as we take on all that you give us father that which you have planned for us just as jeremiah 29:11 says the abundance and the dominion which was meant to be there right from the start from genesis 1 verse 26 to 28 the first time you created us let that reality lord be made manifest in each of these lives in every person that is part of this house in the name and by the blood of jesus this is our prayer today and as we pray for edification not in the spirit we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease every family that is embattled facing any kind of division and separation facing all kinds of challenges in relationships on their financial fronts on every front father we pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives especially that of busyness prayerlessness ignorance of your ways poverty any other yoke seeking to keep your people under bondage by the blood of jesus we come against every such yoke and under his name and the his authority we declare every such yoke broken every altar that powers that yoke be broken crushed destroyed by the blood of the new and eternal covenant in the name of jesus where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty lord let that liberty touch each of these lives today let there be a resurrection we pray for our own personal needs those of our families and friends as well especially those that are not yet saved quicken them lord so that they might call on your name draw them to you for unless you draw them to you they cannot come father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear our prayer and as we release our faith and our prayer making this a prayer of agreement with each other with every member of this house we ask you o holy spirit to pray with us as well in this prayer of agreement to come in agreement with us that this fire that is fanned into a flame lord let everything that comes against it be consumed in the name of jesus i encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith ask the holy spirit to take over let us now make our prayer thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit ಕಿಂಡಿಯಾಸಿಂಟೆ <laughs> ಜಲ ರಾಜ 
The mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We believe, Lord, and so we say, Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for answered prayer. Thank you, Lord. The words that were spoken to me this morning as we prayed. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection. I am truth. The truth shall set you free. Your chains are broken. Surrender all to me. Come, abide in my mercy and love. And the scripture I've been given is from 2 Corinthians 4, verses 6. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that message. Thank you, Jesus. We have a couple of scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Ezekiel 37, verse 12 to 14, quoted from the Good News Translation, where it says, So prophesy to my people Israel and tell them that I, the Sovereign Lord, am going to open their graves. I am going to take them out and bring them back to the land of Israel. When I open the graves where my people are buried and bring them out, they will know that I am the Lord. I will put my breath in them, bring them back to life, and let them live in their own land. Then they will know that I am the Lord. I have promised that I would do this, and I will. I, the Lord, have spoken. And we hold on to that promise, Lord, for everyone that is part of this family. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a second scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from 1 Corinthians 1, verse 20 and 21, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? 
Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. And yes, Lord, we believe. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, the daily divine mercy and rosary sessions. Please share those links with friends and family. Invite them to join on Zoom or on YouTube during the live session. Or you can also point them to the recordings that are stored on our Facebook page, YouTube and our Spotify page. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. I take this opportunity once again to wish you all a very to you and your families a very happy Easter, a blessed resurrection season. Have a blessed and peaceful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Happy Thank Easter. you, Russell. Happy everyone. Easter, Russell. Happy Easter, everyone.